Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to Inside the NBLC. Scott Squire is with you today, and I'm very glad to be joined by the head coach of the Halifax Hurricanes, Mike Leslie. How are you doing today, Mike? Uh, doing well, doing well. Hope you are as well. I am having a wonderful day. Listen, anytime you get into uh, October, November, and into the fall, winter months, the way I look at it is every day I'm not shoveling or scraping my car is a good day, coach. It is, and it's actually warm uh, the last two or three days here. Uh, it's been great, so enjoying that. Let it run as long as it can. You're absolutely right. So we're getting close to the uh, tip-off for the regular season. The first game for the Halifax Hurricanes will be at home at Scotiabank Centre November 15th against a familiar foe, the Moncton Magic. But before we get to the season, uh, let's just talk a little bit about uh, how the off season has been for you, Coach, because there's one thing that we know about the coaching ranks this day and age, especially at the professional level, is that there really isn't much downtime in the offseason. So uh, what's the last few months been like for you? Uh, probably similar to, to a lot of my uh, uh, coaching uh, fraternity in the league. Uh, you see a lot of players on a daily basis uh, continually bombarded with information from agents and players and uh and other personnel who are sending their bios and, and a lot of tape and uh, to you to watch. So I I didn't keep track this year, but I know it was in the thousands of player files that we would have gone through, sorted through here, uh, you know, just sort of searching for, you know, for the right combination of players. And uh, there's some travel involved, although for me it wasn't, it wasn't near as much uh, this year. Uh, just looking again to see it's always it's always a really good opportunity if you can see a player you're sort of coveting a bit live and uh, get to see if they're the real deal before you bring them into Halifax or into your roster onto your team so uh, any chance you get to do that is a is a really good thing as well you mentioned seeing so many different players and seeing so many different player files you're entering your third year behind the bench as the head man for the Halifax Hurricanes. This season, perhaps more than any, uh, the Halifax Hurricanes have had a, a pretty big turnover 
in their roster. The, the National Basketball League of Canada is a kind of a transient league anyway. Guys come and go, and they're looking for the next step. When you look at the Halifax Hurricanes, at least what you have so far in training camp, Coach, uh, three returning players. But overall, I know you've been in camp for about a week, but how's training camp been so far? Uh, the camp itself has been really good. Uh, a great group of players that we had coming in, uh, true to form as to who and what we had researched uh, that they were. So there were no disappointments or or any surprises from the negative. If anything, there have been you know a few positive surprises from uh, from a couple of players. Um, it's interesting when you when you note that uh, three players this year, and I and I had. I had talked to the players about it, and I talked to our ownership group last year when we uh, had signed all of the returning players back. Uh, we just had an opportunity to do that because the previous year, a lot of those players came in late uh, to our team. We we were able to sign them to relatively good deals, you know, from an ownership standpoint, contract-wise, and that gave us some flexibility the next year that after the success they had to increase their salary, but yet still maintain that group together. And I said in October this time last year, we will not be able to have the same group back. It just, it just will not work from an economic standpoint. If we have the success, we know we, we hope that we will, um, you know, everybody will want more money and uh, there will be other opportunities for players after they've, you know, had a very successful season here, there will be other opportunities that I wish to pursue as well. And uh, and so that's happened, and and that's just, as you indicated, that that's the turnover that occurs in a transient league like this, and, and it speaks to the other opportunities the players have as well. Well, the returning players that you have, certainly you brought back three really key members of the Halifax Hurricanes and three players that really uh, are loved by the fans Mike Poole, Cliff Clinkscales, and of course the flex Tyrone Watson. What did it mean to you to be able to get those three guys back? Well, Cliff is, you know, this will be year six for him in Halifax, and uh, he's sort of been the face of professional basketball here uh, for a number of years. He's come back for uh, the summer to work our camps, uh, works with uh, our youth, uh, has a, you know, has a big following. Uh, you know, from a fan standpoint, and and he is just he has provided leadership uh, for our players uh, for the two years I've been here, and and of course the previous years as well. He's a great mentor to young players coming into the league, their first experiences as a pro. But the interesting thing about uh, about Cliff and and also uh, Tyrone, who's coming into year four, um, those two guys are the hardest working guys. I have in practice every day, and and that is true to form last year, uh, the year before, and it will be again this year as they've exhibited in training camp. And they just know how to be veteran players on a team. They know how to lead by example. They know how to lead uh, by speaking to players and demonstrating what it is that that needs to be done. So Mike uh, Mike Poole was a was a great signing that we had uh, my first year here. He's had two really good years in the league. Uh, probably should have you know played more minutes than he has, but you know with a, a roster in front of him that he had, uh, there were there weren't as many opportunities for minutes. Uh, now it's his chance. It's his it's his time to step up and uh, and be that veteran player now after having two years here. And before we get to 
some of the players uh, that you've signed to round out the roster, including uh, a couple of guys uh, that are well-known around the league. Let's talk about a blockbuster trade. There's nothing that sports fans like much more than a really big blockbuster trade. And uh, just uh, not too long ago in the offseason, a big deal was pulled off between yourselves and the Moncton Magic. Uh, Two pretty key members of both teams, Terry Thomas, uh, a big member, big performer for the Magic last year, and Billy White, who was kind of a fixture with the Halifax Hurricanes. They exchanged addresses, exchanged teams. Uh, What was kind of the thought process and what were your feelings uh, when that trade was pulled off, Coach? Well, it certainly was a big trade. I mean, there hasn't been anything in the league that's come close to that situation where two frontline top 10 players in the league exchange teams uh, like that in the off season. I think the, the situation with us, I mean, we, Billy White has been a part of a lot of success here in Halifax with our franchise. He had, you know, he had uh, had a lot of success on the court. He was, he was looking to sort of extend his contract a little bit more and then had touched on perhaps looking at free agency and what opportunities he may have overseas or otherwise in the league. And uh, I think it just sort of got to that point where, you know, we felt that perhaps he was looking for another opportunity somewhere that, you know, that may satisfy what he needed as a player. And uh, and at the same time, I think the same may have been said for Terry and Moncton. And, uh, and sometimes that happens with players that have been with the same team for a while because they're looking for a different, you know, a different feel, a different look, maybe a different contract. And uh, it seemed to be you know, a, a transaction that we could do at that time that might satisfy both teams. We really just, you know, you dislike losing a top player like Billy because they're rare to find if from a from a position of bigs. But we looked at the, the opposite side of that to be able to say, well, we still get a top 10 player in a different position. This guy uh, grew up you know, a few minutes away from Scotiabank Place. And uh, I think just the novelty of being able to have a hometown player uh, potentially on your roster uh, tipped the scales for us to make that deal. Now, of course, Terry Thomas, as you said, uh, a local guy from the the Halifax Dartmouth area. Uh, But right now, uh, he's overseas trying out for a team in Taiwan. Uh, what kind of update can you give on the status of Terry Thomas in terms of where things are with his tryout over there and uh, what the discussions have been in terms of uh, when he might be able to be back joining the Hurricanes? Yeah, Terry came to me uh, probably about three weeks ago with, a, you know, he had an offer uh, to go to Taiwan uh, the summer playing on the, uh, the William Jones Cup uh, program and uh, they had a lot of success actually won that tournament team Canada won that tournament he was named the MVP of the tournament over there uh, some very high caliber players uh, a lot of scouts and a lot of uh, you know a lot of teams looking for import players uh, in Asia happened to be in attendance so eventually uh, Terry got an invite to go to a training camp uh, in Taiwan you know, when he sat down with me and we looked at, you know, what the offer was, because I, I, I may coach the players, but I'm also, you know, very interested in where they're able to go from a, you know, from a professional standpoint and opportunities and that sort of thing. So you try and provide a little bit of mentorship as well. 
get an outstanding opportunity to make more money probably in a month and a half in Taiwan than he would in a full season here. And it just it's just an opportunity that I felt that he couldn't turn down because, Scott, as you know, if a, if a player puts in a, a really good season in a league, the opportunity for them to extend that salary and their value goes up even more. So although it's a, a very healthy contract this year, if he had a successful season, he's only going to make more money. And as uh, for a young man, you know, coming out of uh, North Preston uh, with an opportunity in front of him like that that he never would have thought he would have, it was just too good to turn down. And I gave him his blessing to go. He told me he would only go uh, if I told him that it was okay because he and I had talked about him playing in Halifax two years ago uh, when he was still sort of a, a free agent and hadn't signed back with the Island Storm and then eventually ended up in Moncton. And he said, at some point, Coach, you and I are going to hook up together and we're going to we're going to do this thing. So we thought it might be potentially this season coming, and it still may. Um, but that was just too good of an opportunity that I I would never hold a player. Uh, committed to, you know, to something where the opportunity was it far exceeded what he would have here. So he's going to take that journey. Um, if he makes the team, he's, you know, he'll be on their roster until they decide or determine that, you know, they need to make a player move and they release him. We retain his rights here in Halifax. So he's indicated that he would want to come back and play with us here. And, you know, we would, we would make that move as well. Well, selfishly, uh, as a guy who calls play-by-play for this league, I will miss Terry if he uh, doesn't come back this season because he's just such an energetic and fun guy to call games for. I think it's wonderful, you know, that uh, you were able to give him the blessing and to encourage him, and, and we certainly wish Terry all the best whatever opportunities are there for him. I'll just go over some of the names that are listed on the team website in terms of uh, new additions. You've got Langston, Morris Walker, uh, Anthony Stover, a very good big man. You referenced Billy White as a big. Anthony, certainly a, a very accomplished big man in this league. Brian Asbury, Jamel Taylor, Joel Kindred, Aaron Ross, Ernst LaRoche. And I know that there's been a couple of other guys that you've added to training camp that aren't on this list. But, Coach, as you look at some of the fresh faces, new faces around camp, uh, what are your thoughts and who are a couple of guys that really got those coaches' juices flowing in you? Well, I think we're really pleased uh, to be able to sign Anthony Stover. Uh, again, I'll throw it to you. I mean, I've watched Anthony for three years uh, playing in our league, and, you know, I like a lot of things that he has to offer uh, as a big uh, – he's, he's now a veteran player. He understands how the league uh, plays. He was very excited to come to Halifax as his choice uh, to play. I think I think every player <laughs> who's a big – would love to play with Cliff Klinkscales because he just has a knack of finding those players and getting them the basketball. So that's also an appeal to play with a, you know, just a very unselfish pass-first point guard who acts as a coach out on the floor to to sort of direct traffic. So I think Anthony is going to have a, a is going to have a breakout year. And uh, I said to him, I said, you know. It may be one and done here in Halifax for you uh, because I think you're going to have some other opportunities, uh, you know, once you finish the season. Because if you put the hard work in, which I think he will around, you know, around that culture and climate, that uh, I think he's as a big man uh, with his size and athleticism, he's going to have some opportunities. So 
we're really excited uh, for him. I'm very happy for him. Uh, he he just seems content and uh, he's just grinding it out every day in practice. So Joel Kindred uh, is a is another very very uh, athletic, exciting, electrifying young player. Um, you know, his agent tried to. To, to get me to sign him last year and I passed on him because I just told him I said there's no room he's got to play he's got to play behind so many veteran players it's not the right time I said that if he's available next year I, I'd love to have him and he was the first player I signed you know when I, I knew that we weren't going to be able to to restructure the roster with a lot of returning players I, I said well let's get Joel up here and, and uh, let's get him going and he, he has been everything that his agent advertised him as and, and that a couple of his former players, teammates had spoken to me about. Um, so really excited about, about that. Um, Jamal Taylor is a, is another, uh, he hasn't surprised me. He's been everything I saw him for 10 minutes in Las Vegas. And I went over and I signed him to a contract right then. And I knew nothing about him before I got there, but I just saw out on the floor he could just shoot the ball unlike most of the other players that were out there. He was just consistent with what he was doing every time. When I finally was able to search his name and his background, you know, he was a uh, top three uh, division one three point shooting percentage player. So he, he was exactly as he was advertising himself playing out on the floor. So he's come into camp and he's one of those players that as soon as he gets the ball and he lifts it up to shoot it, you're saying that's in and you're already turning on to the next play because you know he's just going to put the ball in the hoop and that's what he's done. So those are two, you know, two players that were, you know, two or three players that were really sort of excited about. Mishak um, Lufile. Uh, Lufile is, um, is, a, is a new player to us. He played with the Island Storm last year. Mishak uh, has dropped about 25 pounds and has improved his perimeter shot and, uh, He's been a very pleasant surprise as a Canadian in our camp. Uh, I wasn't sure what we were going to get with him, but uh, he had sat down and talked with me about potentially coming and what he was looking for as a player, and uh, he is in, he's in really good shape coming in. I'm very pleased with him so far as well. Some franchises, some teams have this ability, and sometimes it's hard to put a finger on, but... When a player comes to a certain team, a certain franchise, and this happens all over the sporting world, they put on a certain team color, a certain logo, and they just get energized and they take their game to a whole other level. That quite often seems to be the case with the Halifax Hurricanes. In your couple of years around the Hurricanes and with your experience you know, being in Halifax and, and seeing guys put on that, that jersey, what do you think it is about the Halifax Hurricanes franchise and putting on that jersey that just kind of seems to automatically make guys want to take it to another level, Coach? Well, I I, I would attribute uh, a lot of that to the attitude of the players who are who are here that return on a yearly basis because they just despise losing. Um, you know, some players like winning and they love winning and they'll say, I love winning. Um, but we often we often earmark it as we hate losing. <laughs> so we find players or try and find players who hate losing more than they love winning. And and if they do that, they're going to end up winning and be successful anyway, because eventually they'll, they'll find a way to not lose and then they win. And 
and that's just sort of the the piece of it. It's it's that just that deep competitive uh, edge that those players who have been here have, and the expectation that when you come in, that that you better have that. It's not something, and they will tell me, you know, coach, find us good players, find us tough players, talk about how they can defend, talk about what they love about the game, and and that's within probably half an hour of them being here in practice. I know my guys who have been here can tell whether they like that player or they don't like that player. And that has nothing to do with whether they make buckets or, you know, they can dribble or they can do whatever. It's it's their attitude and their approach to the game and how they conduct themselves from a competitive standpoint. And, uh, you know, we, we tend to favor some New York players. Um, it's been my experience that some of those guys have a little bit of grit and a little bit of toughness that that sort of runs uh runs a little deeper sometimes and uh, we've had some success with those guys as well so you might tend to see a couple of those names in our roster more so than than maybe some others but uh but yeah that's 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 what it is i think scott for us is is you you've got to come in and you've got to earn every minute of every practice there's just nothing given there and um if you're expecting that well you'll just come to halifax and you're going to be a better player that's that doesn't happen you'll it doesn't happen on any team you you come and you work and you earn your spot and you earn the respect of the players around you and that will eventually earn you the playing time to be able to perform well, as good as the players can be and as much as they want to win and hate to lose, you've got to have a coach to guide them. And from being around the league, the number of years that I have coach, I know that you have a very good reputation around the league amongst your peers. You have a reputation of being a very cerebral t- coach. You talk about basketball IQ. Your peers will say that you've got it in spades. I know that uh, I've seen it firsthand, your ability to uh, break down what's happening in a quarter or a half and make adjustments and come out and change things for your side in the second half. I'll put you on the spot a little bit here, Coach, but where does that coaching ability come from? Is it something that was natural with you? Was there somebody that mentored you? But kind of where did you cut your teeth on coaching, and and how would you describe your style? (laughs) It's really interesting because the journey I'm on right now is never one that I ever anticipated or expected. It it was probably the last thing that I thought that I, you know, that I would do. obviously love basketball and and have coached for a number of years. This would be, I think, year 36 uh, for our season. But I think the experience for me all along uh, has sort of been a building process as you reflect back on on some of the, uh, you know, the teams that you had and the players that you coached and the situations you were in. Um, but, you know, Joe Salerno obviously introduced me to professional basketball in Summerside when the Summerside Storm, uh, you know, first, uh, first became a, a flagship team in, in NBL Canada. And they were, you know, three minutes down the road from where I lived. So I, I just, I, I couldn't believe I had the opportunity to be involved with basketball at that high a level, uh, so close to home. And, uh, and we had a great relationship back and forth over the years, and uh, and I learned a lot about pro basketball, uh, you know, sort of managing personalities of pro athletes, uh, the style of play that's required in the league, 
when you get to sit on the bench and you watch it, you know, uh, unfold in front of you, you see, you know, the visiting teams or you're on the road traveling, you watch how their organizations conduct themselves and, you know, you start to put in your mind, well, what would the ideal kind of thing look like uh, if you had that opportunity or you were in that position? And I think I've always, regardless of what job I've ever had, I've always kept looking ahead to, well, what might be the next step or what might be the next opportunity? Um, I just didn't think it would come when I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> and and I was very fortunate that, um, you know, that, that, that Duncan Shaw with the Island Storm and Joe specifically, you know, uh, put my name forward to Halifax to, you know, to indicate to them that, that they felt that I would be a good person to, you know, to be able to coach a team. And uh, they may have believed it a lot more than I did at the time um, because I was just sort of going along doing my everyday work uh, in education and coaching a little bit on the side. So, um, you know, but it's, it's, I don't approach it any differently than I approach any of my regular days at work that I ever had. Um, I, I show up early, I stay late, uh, I'll do everything from wash the uniforms to, you know, to, to managing, you know, uh, uh, an operation, a million dollar operation like a professional basketball team. And, uh, and that's just who I am and how I approach life and, and what I do. So I'm, I always say, I'm never the smartest person in the room. I'm not even close to it, um, but I'll just try and work hard every day to get better, and eventually I'll figure it out some way to be able to do the best I can. And if people respect the hard work and the effort that you put in, then you know, hopefully the results will come uh, come along with it. Well, certainly everything that you've just talked about has, has shown results on the floor with the success that the Hurricanes franchise has had. And this might be a tough one for you to answer, but maybe just the first thing pops into your head. There might be a few of them. What would be one or two moments that were really special to you? I mean, it could have been coaching against a friend. It could have been a a particular moment in a game. Uh, Who knows? But for you, a couple of real special moments from the last couple of years. I think the one that stands out, (laughs) Joe Joe won't like me for this, but the one that stands out was uh, my first year coaching, we, we had, we played a home opener uh, on uh, Boxing Day, and there was a lot of hype around the team and the game. The team had won a championship the year before. Um, everybody was asking, "Have you got a championship team again, Coach? Are you gonna?" I mean, I didn't even know what I had. Literally, I'd only been hired uh, about three weeks prior to the start of the season. Um, but we were fortunate to win that first game at home uh, on the 26th. We traveled to Cape Breton the next day uh, for their sort of uh, inaugural opening game, which was a really nice ceremony up there in Cape Breton with the Highlanders. Uh, we won that game, um, and we were coming back home uh, for a game against Moncton on the 30th. And we got down probably by about 24, 25 points in that game. You know, you're kind of pinching yourself and saying, well, maybe the bubble's burst here already. Like, this is going to be it. This is as good as it got. You got your two wins, and, you know, the rest of it's all downhill from here. You're kind of getting schooled by your, you know, your mentor coach over there on the other side, and uh, and things aren't going so well. So we called a timeout um, just to try and stop the bleeding a little bit. And I turned and I walked back into the huddle with the players, and... Cliff Scales looked me right in the eye 
And he said, we ain't losing this game tonight, coach. We ain't losing this game. We don't lose here. And I looked and I said, all right, I got to wipe my board off here and we're not going to lose tonight. And we ended up coming back and we won that game um, by a few. But uh, that's when I realized, you know, the value of the players believing in you uh, and believing in themselves and their willingness. That when, when we talked about that before, about hate losing, at that moment, Cliff hated losing, and, and he was going to emphasize that to everybody else, that we are not going to lose this game. And, um, and we've often reflected back on that, uh, you know, and had a good laugh a couple of times over that, over that situation. I think the other one was, um, you know, at the end of the regular season uh, last year uh, where we were up in Cape Breton, I think, and we won our game to finish first overall in the league. Although, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't give you a, a championship. It doesn't give you a ring. It doesn't give you, it doesn't give you anything at the time other than home court advantage. Um I think it was the satisfaction of knowing that we could put the pieces together and and we could avoid injury as best we could. We could manage the playing time of the players to, to still give ourselves a chance to compete in the playoffs. I think for me, it was a real pride piece for our franchise that we had that we had done something well. Uh, we had we had really grown our fan base uh, quite a bit. There was a lot of energy and excitement around the team, um, and and the team had success on the court as well to finish first overall. And uh, and and I drove the players hard on that, and then they drove themselves hard on it. It became something that they wanted to accomplish. First of all, because it probably it was a substantial saving of about thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> which is not not a, a an easy thing to sneeze at when you're. You know, you're just trying to break even in professional sport like this. So, so they understood the significance of it, and they took some pride in that. And uh, you know, at the end of the day, after that game, we all sat back and looked at each other and smiled and said, "Well done." And then we parked it and said, "It's time to prepare for the playoffs now." And uh, and I was very proud of the way the players conducted themselves through the season to do that. I know that the goosebumps from the Cliff Klingscale story that you just told a second ago are just now starting to go down, Coach. What a moment that must have been. Wow. So I know that, again, you know, it's just been a week and you've got a lot of new and moving pieces. But for fans of the Halifax Hurricanes that are going to be coming out and watching this team night after night at Scotiabank Center for their home games and following them on the live stream when you guys are away, what can you tell fans about what they can expect from the 2018-2019 version of the Halifax Hurricanes? I think the first thing is these guys are going to play hard. Uh, that's just the expectation. So they're they're going to come out and they're going to get at it and they're going to play hard. So the compete level will be high. I think the second part is, it's, and it's always the second most important piece for me, uh, Scott, is they're really great people. Um, just an outstanding group of young men who who are, are are going to they're going to conduct themselves in the community on the court uh, around fans in a in a very very respectful and ingratiating way and uh, and I I value that hugely I often tell people that at my age I only want to spend time around people are going to make me feel better and make me feel proud and 
And these guys get that. They are top quality individual people. And, uh, and collectively as a group, you know, we'll hope to build on that strength, uh, build on their competitiveness. And, uh, and eventually, you know, I, we're going to win some basketball games at some point in time. Um, but, but to be patient, uh, with this, with this group, you know, it's not the group that was there the year before. It's not the group that was there the year before that or the, or the year before that. It's, it's a new group of players, but an opportunity to meet, you know, some new talent and, uh, and some exciting players who are coming here to Halifax because this is where they chose to play. They wanted to come here to play. This was where they chose to go and, uh, and we're happy and pleased that they're here. Yeah, listen, Coach Leslie, we uh, we appreciate it. I wish you lots of luck this season, but just not too much against Moncton, okay? Is that fair? Well, we'll, we'll do our best uh, to see how that plays out. That's <laughs> all I can guarantee you. <laughs> fair enough. Spoken like a true coach. Listen, thank you very much. Good luck with the rest of training camp, and uh, good luck with the season, and we'll look forward to seeing you in Moncton on November 17th. All right, take care. That's Coach Mike Leslie. He's the head man of the Halifax Hurricanes. He's got a new look team, but knowing Coach Leslie and the Halifax Hurricanes franchise, I wouldn't expect anything other than the quality of play and the excellent opponent that they provide night in and night out. Thank you very much for tuning in to Inside the NBLC. I'm Scott Squires, and again, thank you very much to Halifax Hurricanes head coach Mike Leslie. Until next time, my friends, remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.